Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to A New World Order. I'm your best boy, Sebastian, of the United States of World America. Joined here, as always, in the normal intro that we do, by two of my colleagues from across the seas. One who's very angry that I'm butchering his words, and the other one who's kind of amused by it. This is true. One of those is true. Mm. One of them angry. I think this is my face. He's just naturally glary, yeah. yeah. I think, or maybe you just put judgment onto my regular poker face. I do generally feel guilty. That's yeah, true. I think that's... I, I'm Zancy Weber, National Ch- Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia. And I'm Andy Schossler, most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. If you're joining us for the first time today, then I guess everything is business as usual for you. <laughs> if... If you're not, yeah, sorry. I know intro's a little bit weird. Zane's feeling a little bit under the weather and is, he just didn't want to waste the voice, I guess. Is that right, pretty much? Yeah, it's true. That seems fair. Uh, but if you are here for the first time, what we do, we using the nation state's website, application, whatever you want to call it, tackle different political issues and try to work them in our own way. Andrew has a unique sort of free markety thing going. Zane's a communist and I'm your best boy. I can't make that more clear. And effectively, we're at the restart where today we shuffle and take over each other's nations and try to do what we do with them. Our brains. There are aliens <laughs> switching our brains, or as it's I guess, I guess better known, schizophrenia. No, that's not right. What's the one where aliens take over your brains? Schizoph- no, it can't. You can't. You can't. You know, <laughs> lay out the metaphor now. You've got to let it go on a bit. We've got 30 more episodes, Seb. You've got to give people time for the metaphor to sink in and become normal. And then they just realise this is a show about that. Okay. (laughs) Well, guys, I've got three pieces of paper that I'm just going to throw at us randomly and it will dictate whose nations we're in control of. Oh, dear. All right. That's yours. That's yours. And I guess let's just go around and hopefully we... Please, something good. Oh, Oh, happy days. Oh, happy days. Okay, guys, it's me, your best boy, Sebastian. But I'm also taking control of Andrew's nation today. Oh, so it's a three-way split. Yes, it is. America. We got ourselves an old Mexican standoff. And by Mexican, I mean world American standoff. (laughs) I mean, this has gone the second best that it possibly could have. This is the best case scenario. (sighs) <laughs> this is what we talk about. Are you looking up the video points to see if you, you know escape this fresh yeah. out? <laughs> is that what you're doing? I still have the most. <laughs> you know, I have tried to get Andropolia improved in all sorts of ways by letting the Andropolians work out their own crap. Not mm. to dictate where the where the cultural direction should be, 
or where the or where their social direction should be by letting them figure out and giving them the tools and uncuffing them, unbinding them from doing that. And I can't help but feel that all the improvements of the last 10 or so episodes are about to be undone spectacularly. I don't know what you're talking about. In this episode, and then... Yeah. <laughs> and then some the chaos will just escalate from there. Think of the wave of the future that I'm going to teach them to surf upon for the next five episodes. Got to break down that damn wall of good decisions so that the tidal wave of of chaotic choices mm-hmm. may, may wreak havoc across the landscape. I, I know it might appear... Like they're, they're frivolous choices. That what mood is Sebastian in today? I get how it could appear like that to the people outside of my brain. You declared nuclear war on someone. They had it coming. Oh. They did not. <laughs> they absolutely did. They did not. What Seb. was the dispute over? Land? I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's in the past. Much like kidnapping. their entire society. It was kidnapping. Kidnapping and slavery. Hey, no one will ever kidnap somebody from his nation again. I don't think that's true. I would. I would be hesitant. Okay. Who, who, who is taking care of Zane Australia? Who's the custodian this time? I am the custodian of Zane Australia. Okay, well, I have a quite a serious and somber issue. Excellent. It's called Still Life. Ooh, that's no good. After losing a lengthy legal battle with his mother-in-law, Nikita May is making a final petition to me. He's seeking permission to remove life support from his wife, Fanny, who has been in a persistent vegetative state since a road accident seven years ago. Okay, I'm surprised that this is an issue because I was under the impression that you had uh, essentially <coughs> legalised or normalised euthanasia. Yes, I believe... I mean, people are but, allowed to... But in this case, it is um, two next of kin fighting over what's going uh-huh. to happen. Okay. So mother and husband have different ideas about okay. what should happen. My mother-in-law clings to the foolish belief that her daughter will spring back to life, cries Mr. May, pounding his fists on, my, on his chest. <coughs> but I know how the family I loved, the sweet woman who teased me about my unruly cowlick, is no longer in there. The body in hospital is just a shell, kept alive by tubes and machines. My family would never have wanted that. Let me set her free. Option number one. It would seem like the husband as a next of kin trumps the mother since that is a voluntary arrangement. Unfortunately... You don't, you don't choose your mother, but you do choose your husband. Correct. Um, so there has been a lengthy legal battle. The mother-in-law has won. Mm. As Well, well <clears throat> so the mother-in-law has won, so he's basically taking it to me for yeah. to, to step in and say, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Option number two. And vile excuse for a husband talks about unplugging my baby from life support as if she were a television being turned off, weeps Fanny's mother. But a mum knows her child. My plucky little girl is a fighter who won triathlons. I read in Peeps magazine that people come out of comas all the time. Doctors give up hope and then suddenly they wake up, demanding fries and ecchi e cola. Oh, Coke, I get it. Um... He's given up on my girl. He probably wants to run away with some cake-baking hussy from Peacock City. But you you must never ask a mother to give up hope. This is someone who is grieving but hasn't yet gone through the funeral. Yes. And is just clinging on to anything possible to keep them alive. And I think if you are waiting for a miracle, a miracle will happen whether or not there is a machine keeping her alive. Yeah. There is another option. Okay. 
So far, I would have been on the side of the husband. Mm. However, since there has been a court case... There has been a court case. Then... The and mother, I guess this is asking for legal precedence or... To overrule... Yeah, yeah, to... To, yeah. to make it clear the line yeah. or, or what have you. Option number three. You know, all this was unnecessary, muses Stan Boothroyd, my ever-practical Minister of Solutions. We should force everyone to decide what they want to happen in case of incapacity, while they're young and compass mentis. If Mrs. May had made a living will, everyone would have known her wishes and there would have been no legal battle. Also, had she not wanted to live through this tragic live in this tragic state, it would have saved the family and the insurance companies a lot of expensive medical bills. Well, I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I think moving forward for Zane Australia, option number three mm. is the right choice. It doesn't overrule any previous decision, mm. but moving forward, it establishes clear boundaries of what what how you should treat somebody's intentions about their own <clears throat> about their own life in certain situations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like with the organ donation problem where you used to have to register to be an organ donor but some countries have changed it to unless you've registered to not be an organ donor you're assumed assumed to be an organ donor and I think that's very much the same unless you have specifically registered if I am in a vegetative state I want to be kept alive at all costs then of course you will be kept alive until reasonable medical practice says that it's no longer it's interesting yeah. Yeah. it's a little bit off topic but I was just I was doing some reading a couple of nights ago on the whole Manson family thing I'd just seen the Tarantino films so I was like oh cool a bit more research on it blah blah blah, blah. name drop I saw a film <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, what was interesting I found going through how it was is it last year or the year before Charles Manson died it was really recent right. I say really recent like in the last two three years yeah. what it was and there was the issue of when he died who got the body ah. and his grandson was making the claim to because he was like the the closest relative that wanted, but he had made two wills in his time during prison. One like in like, the numbers are going to be off, but one like as recent yeah. as like twenty thirteen, and then another one in like twenty fifteen or something. Right. And these people had also both said, "Well, we've been we've received wills that say that we're in it and we get you know take his remains." Yeah. And the courts ended up just giving it to the closest relative and just bypassed both wills, even the most recent one, which was only like a year or two prior to his death. Interesting. In lieu of giving it to the family. And it was just in my head, like, that's, that's very interesting because he had made a call, done all the stuff, blah, 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 but they still went family rights over this person he met through a pen pal system. Maybe had, there yeah. are probably some very fidgy-widgy mm. legal precedents, precedents yeah. that, um, that were cited. Because again, case. Compass Mentis is kind of the point. If you can, if you can, if you can't prove that they were of sound mind and they're doing something that is very much out of character, then you have pretty much no ground to stand on. Yeah. Um, so unless he was making other legal decisions, um, yeah. Yeah. So, but again, that varies in the U.S. It varies from state to state and sometimes even county to county. Yep. So well, I've, I've gone for the third option. Okay. And life-saving resuscitation is denied based on decades-old teenage diaries that declare, I want to <laughs> die before I get old. Well, that's also the wrong... <laughs> the, yes, the wrong, wrong extreme, <laughs> nation-states. But Not very so well. cheesy. Cheese industry reports slump. Uh, civil rights activists, now we're getting somewhere. Surprise jump in insurance sales. Why? Um, I'm not sure. 
Uh, industry insurance up 34.4%. Life insurance, maybe? Must be. Yeah, I guess. Or some sort of health insurance. If I guess are people are just thinking about their death now. Yeah. And preparing. Yeah, interesting. I, I think. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest up. The next one being 0.3%, which is average disposable income. Um, the, the other little ones are average income, economic output, ideological radicality, civil rights, and government size. This, the downs don't even reach the single percentiles. <laughs> the largest one is 0.62 is social conservatism. The other downs are authoritarianism, cheese exports, welfare, agriculture, and taxation. So I think the big up for insurance. I don't know what that actually means um, in terms of overall governmental um, shape, but uh, yeah. Lots more parties at uh, Allianz, that's for sure. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Bigger Christmas party. <laughs> so um, I'm glad that we didn't have to fight on that one. No, that, that seemed mm. the most common sense. It doesn't undo what has already been, been done, yeah. uh, but it does like change the future. From this case, let's learn a lesson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. So. It's a horrible situation to be in. Mm. Wait, I'm, I've got to listen to you now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bus drivers say no to double-decker death traps. Okay. You like, you like public safety issues, don't you? Sure. Excellent. <laughs> After several... Tragic bus accidents across world America. Bus drivers have started a strike until safety standards have been raised. Okay. Every morning I step into that thing, I wonder if it's finally going to fall to bits, grumbles Wesley Contry, a bus driver. The lights don't work. Half the seats are either vandalized or missing. The top deck smells like something died there and something has died right at the back. Sorry, something has died right at the back. I have to accentuate that. We need more money to improve our buses. It's that simple. If you don't do it, then more people will die. So is it safe to assume these are, these are council buses, public buses? I it would assume. seem like somebody's dropping the ball right now. Yeah. But it's not a monetary issue, just somebody's not doing their job. Yeah, yeah. Maybe America's there's not enough money for them to do their job. Maybe that job doesn't exist because I, I haven't created it. Or maybe the managers are bad at their yeah, job. Yeah, that's true. Because there's absolutely no performance management at all. It's yep. just like, hey, here's $10 million. Just keep the buses clean. Yep. We'll come back in 10 years with more money. <laughs> Option two. People always want money, whines Bruce Kenobi, one of your financial advisors, and they always want guarantees. I'm willing to bet every single big dollar on me that they're making a big fuss about nothing. The strike's no big deal. We can always find plenty of other people willing to take the job. Public transport is a financial black hole anyway. There's no profit in it for us. If someone really wants to go somewhere, they drive. Withdraw some of our public transport funding and let them have enough money to buy themselves a car. Sure. Okay, so public transport's bad, so let's make it worse. Mm -hmm. That's, yep, that's how I interpret that. Or okay. completely gut it, which you should do. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't say get rid of it, he just says withdraw some funding. Yeah, so he's, he just wants yeah. to make it there, but his, his assumption is any dollar spent on it is a wasted dollar. Mm -hmm. Let's not stop it. Let's just spend less on it, which doesn't solve this no, problem. It's just, it worse. Let's make it very unappealing. <laughs> yeah. Like you should, if it's a safety issue and you don't want public transport, you stop public transport. Yeah, you don't just make you it don't, worse. You don't make it dangerous <laughs> for people to ride. Option three. Why do they never have the option to sell whatever department <laughs> is, is being you know, scrutinised? That sounds to me, says another of your financial advisors who happens to be walking past, 
like a stellar reason to do away with the public transport system yeah. altogether. Yeah. The only people who really lose out are the poor and the disabled, but mm. there's no profit in it for them either way. So it's a win-win. What? I mean, what do you mean there's no profit oh, in no, it sorry, for them? There's no profit in, 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 in them, them either way. Yeah, well, of course, a government shouldn't be trying to make profit. I agree with you, yeah. That's right, but a government should also be not stepping in the way of somebody else doing something profitably. Well, let's see if someone's willing to step in. If you cut public transport and there is still a demand for it, some clever entrepreneur, if they're not restricted from doing it, will step in and fill the void. That's what the market is 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 best at. It, yes, finding um, finding people who need stuff done. Final option. Now, now, now. There's no need to be quite so gung-ho, says Hermione Rifkin, a city planner. The public system, sorry, public transport system is vital for cutting down congestion and pollution within urban areas. Less vehicles on the road, less fumes. You with me so far? What we need to do is put our tax, uh, put a tax on car use within the cities and promote our mass transport. That way, everybody gets what they want and cleaner air to boot. I mean, that's, you didn't really, that's not fixing the issue. It's actually just making more people more dependent on it. And if it's funny. No, so what she's doing is she's, so option number two is take money away from public transport so that people can buy cars. Option number four is take money away from cars <laughs> so that people use public transport. Yeah, these both suck. So gut it. Get what, rid of and it. Uh, option number one. What's option number one again? Put more money into it to fix it. Which is for me, I mean, I'll call my hand. That's the option yeah, I would be selecting. That is the option you would select. Because it's spending money to make something better. And we're, it, literally, yeah. it's a service that we're providing. We don't want to kill our citizens. But hold, you're, you're, spending, to work. <laughs> you're spending money without uh, identifying yeah, it's also whether or not money was the problem. Mismanaged. Yeah. None, of the, none of the issues are raising management. They're raising funds as the issue. Yeah. None of the issues are saying it's being mismanaged. They're just the issue here is that not enough money is going into it to maintain it. But it is being mismanaged because if it is a funding issue, then the managers should be coming to you, not the drivers. Yeah, the drivers are striking, not the the managers going. Hey, but who's going to notice the issue first? The people that are driving the buses, or the people that tell the people the to people drive the buses. The people who take the buses usually. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> if no one's interested, like. There, there are, there are and that's poor things. management. Yeah. A good manager would know what's going on. This one is an interesting one because there is a lot of moving parts here. The fourth one seems to raise an entirely different issue of pollution, <laughs> um, which I don't even know if that is a real problem um, in your built-up areas. I mean, one in f- one the first option, the last option, are the only two I really consider because one's fixing the issue and one's fixing the issue and making the environment better so it's like yeah option two and three we kind of said just circle jerk around each other and don't fix anything option three fixes the issue too by making it not a government issue yeah if you want public transportation it's going to be privately funded and then it will be somebody else's liability Mm. i think i'm actually (laughs) i'm actually not hating the idea of option number three but i know that that's not a american option yeah, the Americans love to throw money at problems. Absolutely. Well, I think, honestly, the American option is option number four, tax cars to improve public transport. Really? Yeah. But that stifles people from being able to drive. No, they still can't do it. Smart. It just makes it more expensive. Uh, but that's, that's but having a car isn't free either. So they, there's, there's, there's still costs associated with that choice. It always has no, no, been. No, no, you don't get to say... But there has you been. Get, you don't get to say that this is a place where anybody can do whatever they like 
and then go, and here are all the taxes you're going to pay associated with well, Of course it. there are taxes. No. I have like a 40% tax rate. Of course there are. No. There's always been big taxes. Why would I stop now? <laughs> that's, that's kind of my point is, yeah, you have never been afraid of taxing people. Absolutely not. Further. So I think- For the I'll, joy of living in my nation. I think just to curry some favour for the- shenanigans I may pull in the next episode. I'm going to go option number four. But option number three, I think, is probably the better option. But for we're, your we are going option four. But I'll go option number four. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Lord. Submerican heavy congestion charges are the bane of motorist lives. I want the record to show the picture that I got for this is actually just a burning car. <laughs> mm. <laughs> nice. Yep. That's a weird effect for a tax. It is. Um, I got... I got several posters um, and they're, they're, they're all environment they are all just different environment that's fit a threshold yeah so 67% increase to trout fishing tourism up 60% so this did more than the tourism issue we did in the Patreon episode you see t- tourism is not addressed by, by I'm assuming tourism, this is the by tourism being cleaner. Providers. Providers. Yeah. 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 Cheese exports up 23%. Public transport up 18 Environmental beauty up 16 Freedom from taxation up 10 Freedom from taxation up. That's weird. That's a weird that job. is a weird one, considering we weren't the taxable option. Weather up 7%. Oh, average disposable income up 9 Averaging. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Come on, the poor up five. Retail up five, average income up four. It seems like with all these taxes, people somehow have more money, which is very confusing. Well, no, I wonder, like it, I wonder how heavily you are taxing people to just taxing everyone to subsidize public <laughs> transport. No, no, no. Like any excise tax, uh, any any consumer has the option to stop consuming mm. the thing. It's immoral because it forces someone to make a decision they wouldn't otherwise be making, but. Uh, with the with the implementation of the congestion charge, thinking that you'll get more money, it's actually cut taxes down. Great. Mm. No, that's bad. No, that's fine. Because not only are <laughs> drivers now dissuaded from going, pushing them all into public transport, there is now less money to fund the safety improvements in public transport. This is actually a step backwards for Submerica. It seems like a very big step forwards when you look at all my numbers, though. <laughs> And that's what I'm counting. <laughs> Your numbers just confirmed that the amount of money available for public transport is now less yeah. under a system where there is an increased demand. Yeah. I don't want to tell a, you. <laughs> all these numbers are good, though. I tell you. I wanted to increase taxes and taxes went down. So <laughs> that's a win. screw you. <laughs> charmlessness and... Okay, so charmlessness down 27%. Um, obviously, manufacturing and automobile manufacturing also down 27%, but my economy went up, so I guess we raised what we lost in trout fishing. Death rate down 18%. Wow. Well, that's incredible. Taxation down 8%. How many people 8%. were dying on public transport? <laughs> Why was Clearly, that not raised in the issue? Yep. Um, for the record, I didn't say it because it was so small, but lifespan did go up 1%. Um, but yeah, death rate down 18 Taxation down 8%. Jeez. 
Um, what is the? Ta- I have no. Well, uh, did we just lose track of the tax situation in America? Compare our tax rate. Oh, I don't want to. At the end of the. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, listen, it patters off. I have like 20 different things that went down 4%, so I'm not going to read them. But, I mean, it affected some weird things. Like, my public education went down 4%. Well, so, who knows? Um, well, yeah, there are be fewer taxes now available. So, you're either going to wear the loss from some department or everybody has to take a haircut. You'll be happy with this, Andrew. This is going to tick all your boxes. Welfare down 4%. That's the correct direction. <laughs> Keep everything. Keep all the other public services going down. Um, black market did go up though. Somehow, of course, it did because it's America, where the second anyone does anything, somebody runs and buys an AK forty-seven on Silk Road. But um, yeah, good, good stuff. Good times had by all. We did it. Hooray. Sip. Are you paying attention to this? Yes, I'm paying attention to Dreading this very serious issue, Andrew. I want you to know you have my undivided attention. Well, that's the worst kind of attention. <laughs> After a recent conversion mistake cost a government research project millions of amples, Andropolis scientists have come to you begging for the country to switch to the metric system. <laughs> now, I want you to know, I'm going to do that. That's what's going to happen. I don't care how much it costs, we'll pay double to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you, Sib? Of course you would. Our measurement system is a complete disaster, Wales-renowned engineer Amelia Berenstain brandishing the odd-looking result of a recent project. We're stuck using primitive and illogical measurements like fingers and donkey power and the megafonzi. It's too much! Practically every other nation in the South Pacific has converted to the metric system. Think of how much it would help our international communication. It'll cost a few amples to convert, but it'll be damn cheaper than the mistakes of our system is, that our system is causing. Maybe. If what you're saying is true is if, if what you're saying is true, that's very reasonable. If the mistakes are so prevalent that it's actually costing to not do this, there like is long term it could be an issue. Good reason to just let industries and societies choose whatever measuring system they like. In the United States, federally, they mandate the metric system. There's no, or, or rather, there's no, um, there's no mandate that it has to be. Uh, that it has to be metric it it can be imperial and traditionally it has remained imperial for a number of reasons mm. but NASA do all of their work in the metric system yep NASA astronauts talk in terms of kilometers and kilograms not uh, you know miles and and uh, pounds so there is an example of an industry simply adopting the metric system in a place where that, that that federally has refused to to mandate it, so there's no reason why the government needs to get involved for people to just make the switch themselves. Mm. If it's going to cost money and there's value in it, people will will find a way to pay for it. I mean, eventually, <laughs> you shouldn't be forcing people to make changes they don't want to make. But what if they're idiots? Yeah, what if they are idiots? Then, Hypothetically, then, <laughs> then making bad calculations in grams is not going to is not going to affect their 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 outcome. If they're making bad decisions in whatever system, then changing the system is not going to to help them. No, idiots are idiots, no matter what numbers you use. He's got you there. That's idiots a bad reason idiots. to change. It's not the only reason I have, but let, let's keep going. <laughs> Option two of three. 
primitive. How dare that geek say such a thing, spits infamous patriot Django Gutenberg. They're just, they're not just measurements, they're part of our cultural heritage. Burr. Where would we be without the Atoparsic, Hogsheads, or Shakes of Penguin's Tail? It's true, where would we be? Should we throw away our national identity just because a few scientists are too lazy to do their jobs correctly? Give the taxpayers a break and ignore these eggheads. We should embrace our cultural uniqueness, not erase it. I know generally it seems like when I pick options for you, you think I'm doing this to some, in some way punish you. I no, genuinely no, no, no. think no, picking no. that option would be punishing you. Yes, I know. Okay, just so we're clear. You I genuinely gen- pick the option. That's funniest. That is funniest. So like, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the option I would pick if I was trying to cause your nation harm, which is the let's do nothing option. Because I think that is out of the two we've received no. so far, the most harmful one there. That is not a call to do nothing. That is doubling down on this yeah. is a part of our national identity and we should embrace it. We should not outlaw everything identity. else. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's like we are deciding that this, the outdated form of measurement, is the form of measurement. Yeah. It's in, in, in embracing tradition for its own sake. Yeah, which I'm definitely always against anyway because <laughs> new is always better. Right. There's a fascinating history of governments and legislation for uh, weights and measurements. It really is a fascinating history. And the long march towards standardization or, or anything that we, we could even recognize as standardization. Because it used to be that, yeah, towns would have their own, their own um, record of, 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 of what... Um, what a kilo is of or what, whatever it is. Well, of, of, of what, whatever measurement they're using. And inter-city inter, um, trade could suffer when, when, when there's a discrepancy between the two. But that just gives you the incentive to, for, the, for the merchants to standardise it or exploit it, one of the two. Number three of three. This. This is a crossroads. Notes avant-garde artist Dennis Negan. The idea that we can standardise how people look at the world with words. It's prehistoric. Everything's beautiful, man. We need to stop trying to control the world and just live. Imagine how happy our nation would be with no measurements. No measurements at all. He pauses to gaze at nothing in particular, as far as you can tell. Think about it. No time like the president. No time like the president. <laughs> Most supreme magnificent overlord. No time. So, I mean, is this, is this a, like, is it do whatever you want option? Or is this a, like, you're not allowed to measure things? I took it as that. <laughs> can I just... Is that that's the third and final option? Yeah. You've given me, for what I believe, for me, there is a very clear winner here. Like an obvious winner. I'm glad. But that for you, I feel like this is like the Kobayashi Maroon. But <laughs> you have given me three options and you hate every single one of them. I've got, I've got what I think are valid reasons against all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> number, number one and two, it's dictating how society will think of measurements and numbers and, and such either by some international standard which can itself evolve and, and, and change or by sticking to tradition which is equally as dangerous uh, because that prevents change. It legislates, you know, this is, this is the marker in the ground and this will always be the marker in the ground no matter how the ground shifts, which is just stupid. Uh, how do you feel about option number three? And number three... Um, there are measurements. Mm, there are. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> even if just comparative measurements, like that mountain is bigger than that mountain. How dare you, that's heresy, yeah. kill them. <laughs> like, that's how I feel like that guy's going. I mean, it's an interesting philosophical argument mm. to have over a drink, mm. uh, maybe even have a TED talk about it and just propose the idea, but not to outlaw measuring things altogether. Mm. And just refuse to acknowledge that there are comparative differences between things. You know, if I picked option three, you would be spending no money. And hear me out, all the money you'd lose. I mean, it's all measurable, so so you don't know how much money you're losing anyway. So you probably feel better about yourself anyway. (laughs) I'm not so sure that it would be spending no money because if it means that measurements are now not supported and God forbid they're outlawed, then there would be a policing of people who are trying to measure stuff. How many years are you going to give me? What's a year? How, how long I go in cell? I've devolved your entire society. It's beautiful, isn't it? Long? What is long? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's some real interesting quandaries that I'd like you to be facing with that one. But I mean, I'm thinking option one. Can I put you down for the metric system? But you also yeah. don't want it at the same time, right? It's not that I don't want it. I'm I'm in favour of measurements being standardised globally. Yep. And the metric system for all its any measurement system that you have is going to be arbitrary unless you're using some sort of very universal um, uh, measurement physical uh, basis yeah. for it in, in my mind measurement should be like any other form of communication you have to do the one that is going to be most efficient yeah for the people that you are, are communicating with yeah so if, if the majority of the world is using the metric system, then it's going to be in your best interest to use the metric system rather than staunchly insisting that you use the, uh, another system. That's true. And the brilliant part about the metric system is that it attempts to, uh, it, it attempts to make measurements a non-arbitrary thing. Like they're, they're based on universal, um, universal laws and, and universally... Uh, measurable things like the second for example I don't know the exact number but it is um, you know uh, an, an exact count of the of, of, of the frequency of a cesium atom of a particular isotope um, and you can you know with, with, with equipment that's, that's capable of doing it that, that measures fine enough uh, you can count those, mm. those, those vibrations that frequency and get the exact measurement of a second but then you run into the trouble of rel- relativity, but that's a different yeah. issue. So I'm glad that we I- got somewhere. <laughs> so yeah, again, I mean- I'm 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 in favour of the metric system, but not of it being a government mandated. Which is what thing. we're doing, I guess, if we select option one. Yeah. So, but you're happy to accept it is definitely the lesser of three evils here, right? Of those options because if it was it up to me definitely the lesser if it were, i mean it is up to me but i would be picking option three because i want to see what happens but i'll go option one would, because... you, would you choose that for say america because people can do it yeah honestly want. i was thinking about it and as a core i think i would have to but in practice i never would you know what i mean like mm. i i do it i do it just to see and i do want to experiment with andrew's nation with that but i'm mm. not going to because there's four more episodes of me running his nation and i'm sure i'll find a <laughs> i'll find a better hill to die on than this one so mm. option one please Teams of painters are converting road signs from horse lengths to kilometres. We got them good, mate. The Andropoli Sentinel reports, Andropolia goes metric. Fewer lazy bums. <laughs> fewer lazy bums than ever before, boss's note. A ballet troupe falls on hard times. Oh. 
the arts, they always suffer. Mm, they do. Latest economic data shows surge in manufacturing and Andropoli's natural beauty. How to find it? We have a new policy. Ooh. Metricism. Ooh. The state mandates the use of the metric system. Again, I'm not in favour of outlawing any measurement system. If you want to use some outdated form of measurements and just make it difficult on yourself, so be it. Yeah, just do it. Why on earth would you do that? But that's it. it's a thing now in Andropolis. I mean, if the government just says, okay, you can do whatever you want, but we're going to use the metric system. Now, see, that's yeah. different. That's di- that, that's not saying you have to. No, it's just saying we're going to. Yeah. So if you're going to want, if you want your communications with us to be efficient and not laborious, then you, you would yeah, do that's best exactly to right. And we will accept no well. submissions in yeah. any other in any other form. Yeah. Well, scientific advancement is up five percent. Uh, manufacturing is up two and a half. Average disposable income up again for the second week in a row, two percent. Who knew the metric system would do that? <laughs> Who knew SEP was good for the economy? And economic That's output SEP. in general is up two percent. Uh, as far as the downtrends are concerned. Environmental beauty is down half a percent, pacifism down one, taxation down one and a half percent, and we're comparing taxation mm-hmm. oh, yes. uh, at the end. And culture is the big loser this week, down two percent. On the Snufflebottom Wigandom Pentatonic scale, it is down to 53. Hooray! I don't know what that means in context. Who does? <laughs> All right, let's get Zane Straley's shame out of the way. Oh. Now, Zane Australia has started out <coughs> 43.6% effective tax rate. Now, at the very that's beginning, high, it's really very high. high yeah. It's very high. Zane Australia said, look, as long as it's under 50, we're not going to panic. And for the first season and a bit, well under 50. Then, conveniently around the second season, <laughs> we jumped. <laughs> we jumped in a matter of a month. Up to 62.7. All those wars you were waging. Look at me. And then we're like, okay, well, this is, this is out. This is, this is out of control. Let's try and get this down. Now we had a pretty steady decrease. We got down under 60. And then season three started. <laughs> and now we're back up. Soaring high. 66.15%. <laughs> oh, my God. That's two thirds. Mm-hmm. You don't even start making your money until Thursday lunch. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> I don't allow them to. Your money. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> You're working for the man. <laughs> so I started at my lowest of 18.4. Wow, okay. My maximum was 43, but I'm currently sitting on 33.2. So I've actually dropped 10 points since I hit my peak. So yeah, 33% tax. Okay. So even, I'm even, not the monster you thought I was. Even that's high. As far as I think, that is high. A third of your money. Effective average. That's pretty much where Australia is now. No, it's lower than that. Effective across across all. There's. I don't know about Australia, but as far as uh, the United States is concerned, if you take the actual tax revenue that the government Mm. has as a proportion of GDP, it is remarkably steady at around twenty percent. So no matter what the tax rates have done and no matter what uh, um, deductions you've, you've made legal or, or, or outlawed or whatever, the tax revenue has remained steady at about 20%. So people adjust their economic behaviour 
so that they're not paying more than a fifth of their tax. Okay. Which I don't think is, you know, even the, I think any taxation is is high. Yeah, you would. Yeah, so of course you? I would. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> 30, 31.2 is the average Australian That's the rate, rate, but that's not the tax revenue, is it? That's the average of rate. Of the GDP, no. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't think those yeah. numbers exist in the world. They must. Yeah, not, <laughs> not within a Google search, <laughs> I don't think. Not within the window of this episode, yeah. anyway. As Andropolis started off the game, the lowest of any of us, at seven and a half, peaked at 8.8. You peaked at um, <laughs> 10 points below my starting yep. point, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, 10 sh- points? <laughs> 30 points? <laughs> my starting rate? 45% I started at. Oh, God, I started at 18. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> Sharply dropped to five. I think that was about the time that the entire government was gutted. This is why your government's so poor. No, <laughs> the government isn't poor. The government has just enough really? money. My government's filthy rich. <laughs> yeah, and it shouldn't be. No, it's <laughs> fine because we're spending it all on pictures of me in every household. Uh, so the lowest that the Andropolian effective tax rate has ever been is like 4.65-ish. Um, it peaked recently again at around 6, but it's steadily declined. It is now sitting at 4.8 as an effective tax rate. So... From from very early on in the game, we've hovered around five percent, okay. which I don't think is. I wonder if that has obscene. anything to do with your crime rate. Possibly, possibly, possibly. But then again, we started off with wildly different statistics for all sorts of things. This is, you know, yep. It's a it's a big cauldron. A big. It's a it's a big machine. Spicy cauldron. It's a big spicy cauldron, and you don't know what the machine is doing necessarily just by looking at one little part of it. You have to look at it at the whole, and even then, it becomes very vague and kind of weird. like the world. Speaking of machines, is this how this works? You should go on the machine you're listening to this podcast on and visit our social media. We've got a whole bunch of it, right? This is this is how you do it. Zane can't outro us because he's dying. It's Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. Mainly the Facebook one. Anyway, this is the show wrapping up. We'll see you next week. I'm the best boy, Sebastian of the of the winning nation, um, and you guys are. Uh, I'm Chancellor Zancy Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia, dwelling forever towards the future. And I'm Andy Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, you, you guys nailed it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.